I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to All Stats Aren't We, a podcast in which Leeds fans cast their combined die over goings on at Elm Road, giving scrutiny to the underlying statistics and tactical footings at work at Leeds United. I'm Adam Elliott and I'm today joined by Martin. How are you, Martin? I am excellent, thank you. I've eaten well today and I've had a day off work, been busy at work in the past few weeks, so I've enjoyed watching some football and watching some Watford today to prepare for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to pretend like we haven't already spoken, but we have just reviewed the whole game. So I hope anyone listening has already listened to that because it's really important to talk about such an interesting game, isn't it, Martin? Indeed, indeed. Very interesting game. We love a nil-nil, apparently, now uh, at Leeds United. That's uh, two this season when I don't think we had very many for the last three years, no. in all honesty. Um, anyway, yes, so we are here today to preview the Watford game on Saturday and briefly discuss the whole win as well just now, which we kind of have touched on. But um, what were your thoughts just quickly, Martin, about the game? Uh, anything you wanted to just quickly go over again one more time? Well, yeah, well, I think we were just mainly unlucky to not score. I think their their keeper had a good game and we could quite easily have scored a few goals before the sending off of Roden, which really did change the game. Uh, Hull didn't threaten at all. Well, at least didn't get any chances. Uh, Had some good territory around our box, but they didn't really create anything until that sending off, which really flipped the game on its head. And then they were able to create something because we were sitting back a bit deeper. But yeah, it was all right. In the end, nil-nil was okay, I think I largely echo everything you said. Um, I personally want to see a few more patterns building in in our attacking play and and just some like repeatable, basically moves that we can can sort to start doing in in games more regularly, which we've not really had this season so far. It does feel like we're a little bit vibes, a little bit individuals having having the odd moment, but um, I'm largely pretty happy, um, and I'm I'm definitely happy to see us. Which is not something that Fark's known for, but um, concede less, not conceding goals. Sorry, so keeping clean sheets and, yeah. and doing well at the back, which was not what we expected this season. I think I was expecting more games like the Ipswich game, but here we are. Um, anyway, so we're here to talk about uh, Watford today. Um, 
Um, we had Dan speak to Jordan from uh, the Watford Buzz podcast, and he did a little interview, which you're going to hear now. Hello, today I'm joined by Jordan Weimer, Watford fan and member of the Watford FC Buzz podcast. Jordan, how are you? Yeah, very well. Thanks for having me again. No, it's okay. You're welcome. So, for the benefit of our listeners, Leeds fans, uh, where would you say Watford are as a club at the moment? Could you fill us in on how the last few years have been? Yeah, so we're in a bit of an interesting stage, really. We had, you know, ten last 10 years, we spent most of that time in the Premier League, so it's been relatively successful, but I think, you know, kind of the, the narrative around the club being a somewhat unstable place to be is you know, somewhat accurate. Uh it's maybe kind of turned, we've kind of maybe become the the narrative a little bit more in recent years than we, we once were. I think as a fan base generally, we were quite supportive of our approach. Um, but you know, a little bit of uh, kind of less success in, in terms of uh, kind of applying that approach has, has led us to the position we find ourselves now, you know, second year in the championship after a, a kind of failed attempt back in the Premier League once more. And I think most would say we're in a transitional phase. We've changed quite a lot, probably the biggest change we've had in the last 10, 12 years. And uh, we're starting to see some of that change come through, maybe a little bit quicker than we thought in, in a positive way. Um, but it's been it's been actually quite a refreshing start to the season so far. Cool. Okay. So um, Watford have been quite active in the transfer market this summer. Is, is that one of the changes you're kind of talking about here? Yeah, well, a lot of our kind of a lot of the story about Watford has always been the head coach situation. Um, you know, we, we go through managers, head coaches relatively quick or very quickly uh, in comparison to to most teams. And I think you know originally our recruitment was the was the the kind of the the thing that will stay consistent. Uh, we had that approach, then we we bring players in to suit kind of our style, and the manager would kind of suit that role accordingly too. We'd bring in guys that could that could work with the players we had. We started to stray away from that, but that this summer we have kind of settled more on a plan a style of play and a head coach that plays that way and the recruitment's kind of followed. It's been a lot of outgoings more so than, than incomings, but we had a lot of players that have been around for a long time and we had a lot of deadwood to clear. We, mm. we have a lot of players tied down to our kind of our club in, in terms of loanees and so on. So just resetting things a little bit was, was much needed. So important we got that done. Cool. And in terms of the players you brought in, which, which players have had the most impact so far, would you say? Um, it's been mixed. I think we, we've kind of gradually been incorporating them in. Uh, Rafovic, the striker, who, who joined on the last kind of week or so of the window has, has done very well since joining. He's kind of scored two goals in, oh, sorry, three goals in two games. He's, he's looked quite effective in, in forward positions and given us a different dimension. Uh, we, we've kind of completely changed the style of play for over the last few years so it's it's a very different look for us and we've had to kind of accommodate with some some new incomings and it's been it's been relatively good in terms of the players that have come in so far it's much less than those that have left but but Rahovic is probably the yeah. one that's the hot the hot kind of hand at the moment cool okay and some some departures a couple of big sales with Saar and, and Pedro leaving uh, big holes to fill there yeah and you know I think Again, these are. I think we all knew as a as a fan base, Jao Pedro is not one that's going to stick around for mm. for much longer in the championship. He was he's just too good for that. And Ismail Assar yeah. was was one that we could perform at this level, but we we didn't really ever really play in a in a system that supported a winger. So it was always difficult for him. And yeah. they seemed like they needed to happen to to push us on to the next level and actually kind of reset somewhat. Um, otherwise, we can't be building our team around two players that are you know going to be leaving eventually and too short term for us to try and hang on to those guys so it's big holes to fill but as I said complete change of uh, of approach on, on the pitch so we had to kind of do something different anyway really Okay cool um, 
I'm going to jump ahead to the manager question. I think it's probably a good point to discuss that. So a lot of uh, Leeds fans might remember the Watford manager, Valerian Ishmael, from his time at Barnsley and less or so at West Brom. And I seem to remember his teams were quite kind of like really kind of vertical three four two one with a, an aggressive press. Is that kind of how he's got Watford playing or has he adapted his style? He's actually adapted his style. I think one of the things we kind of investigated when we, we heard Ismail was coming in was kind of going back and looking through, really trying to identify what made an Ismail team. And as you said mm. there, the kind of verticality, um, the high press, those those were elements you really saw at all of his, his teams he was at. Um, but yeah. I'd say he's probably adapted and, and decided to, to, to shift approach. We're a very possession-heavy team. We were expecting to be quite gung-ho, you know, one, two touches, straightforward uh, but we're not at all you know we we I think we're second in the league for kind of average for possession you know field field tilt is in our favor the majority of the time right up the top there as well we're looking to dominate the ball um, off the ball still working with that high intensity but we're requiring a lot from our players in possession that's kind of been an area of maybe concern sometimes defensively um, you know there's going to be some teething issues but much much different from the Barnsley team almost polar opposite in in possession we're much more much more controlled and much more patient. Okay. I mean, against the ball, are you quite an aggressive press still, though? Is that something he still has? Yeah, I think that that is the idea. Um, I think maybe he's a little yeah. bit more pragmatic or sensible. You know, you've got, you've got more of the ball. You're not having to chase it down as much when you lose it. So maybe yeah. conserving a little bit more from the player's perspective. But it's, it, it is the kind of idea is to shut down and, and, and be that team that can try and win the, win the ball in, in dangerous areas. And that is kind of an offensive, ta- you know, part of our game as well turnovers in in difficult situations is kind of what we thrive off so if we do lose it we are quite quick to try and force it back okay cool in in terms of when Watford are in uh, settled possession I mean you've you've mentioned that you do like to to hold on to the ball Um, how do you kind of build attacks and you know what kind of patterns do do you see yeah, well, I think from, I mean, if we're starting from the back, the goalkeeper's heavily involved. He's, he's kind of the start if, we, if we're building up from the back there. And we do try to build up from the back predominantly. Um, Wesley Hoot, our left centre back, has got a very good left foot. Yeah. Uh, he can play, yeah. if we do ever play vertical, it's through him. His switch across to the, to the right hand side of the pitch, you'll see a few times if that space is there. Uh, but the real difference has kind of been the, the number six role. Uh, we've converted our Chilean centre back. He's been at the club for a few years, and really was just kind of a, a head in the stick that would tackle everything that moves for the majority of his mm. time. But this season, we've kind of converted him to be in that that kind of more progressive in build up number six. So you can drop in defensively, but most of most of the ball goes through him. Sits a little bit deeper. Inverted fullbacks, kind of following that trend. I think Ismail's kind of jumped on that a little bit, and and we've used that to to build up in possession. And it's been yeah a much different approach, but we're we're finding a way to pl- play through the lines, and that's something we struggled with when we've we've tried this sort of kind of possession based football before. So yeah, look to look to, or you'll see us probably for large amounts of the time trying to build up for those areas, and then just seeing if we can progress up from there. Really. Okay, so which players would you say are the most important to the way you play or would be the most important players in terms of getting a result against Leeds? Yeah, I mean, the number six I just mentioned there, Siriata, he's, yeah. he's important to that, um, that kind of build up early on. You know, defensively, he, he plays a big role too. I think that the two number eights that we operate with, Imran Loser in particular, who's our number 10, um, he, he's a very technical player, good left foot, yeah. good off the ball, but, you know, really quality player that could be playing at a higher level. You know, we yep. managed to hold, kind of get him to sign a new contract last season, so he should be hopefully around for a little while. But someone that, if he's if he's playing well on his day, he's a, he's a real problem uh, in possession. He can be incisive, and he's also good from set pieces too. So you know, he's integral to how we operate. But um, there's quite a few different options there. I'd say those two are kind of the, the standouts, though. 
Yeah, yeah, loses a player that are quite a few kind of scouting guys I know in the lead circles like him. So yeah. he's, he's come up in a few chats. Yeah, yeah, good player. Absolutely. Yeah. So just just more in general in terms of the squad, I mean, are, are you happy with the kind of composition of the squad and the transfer business the club did and, and, and what kind of state you're in at the moment? Yeah, I think it was it was outlined pretty early on in the summer that the the kind of main kind of the main like intent for this window was to not consolidate but restructure, kind of move on, get the age group a little, the age range a little further down, also cover some some loans that we had to pay off from from previous seasons. That was the kind of paramount uh, objective. And we we obviously got the big income from from Pedro and Saar, um, as well as a few others. So the transfer window, you know, I think every club probably thinks we could have, we could be a little bit deeper in certain positions. Um, depth isn't isn't necessarily a strong suit, although we've managed to put together quite a decent bench. But yeah, I think for the most part we've we, we've got there. Um, we'll see how it goes. You know, a couple of injuries and it could look very differently. But coming into this game, I think the squad's in quite a balanced position, uh, and most would feel quite comfortable as things are. That, that if it stays that way is the question, though. Yeah, cool. And, I mean, in terms of the season so far, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, hasn't it? You nice start with a thrashing QPR, and then there's been a couple of draws and a couple of defeats, then a nice win a couple of days ago against Birmingham. Um, so, you know, how do you reflect on the performances so far this season, you know, the other kind of general performance level? You yeah. know, what kind of level team do you think you are? I think performance level has been really good. Uh, I think given how different of an approach, you know, as we touched on just before we started recording, you know, Lee's have gone through something similar in a way too you know changing that style of play we mm. we were concerned how quickly we'd adapt to that especially with a few it felt like a few square pegs and round holes um but the performance has been good we've seen incremental improvement i'd say you know we we, we won at the weekend against birmingham i'd say we've, we've played significantly better and lost this season uh, i think that's kind of where we'll be we'll we're not perfect but we are seeing a lot of positive signs for kind of a, a longer term projection um, but we're at a stage right now where we could we could win any game because the quality is there, the the performance levels are there for large parts. But you know, again, we're a learning team, so there's still opportunities for for teams to hurt us, and it could go the other way. So we're a real mixed bag right now. But in in a general sense, you know, league position is one thing, but performance levels have been have been good for us, and I think most most on the kind of what side of things feel pretty happy about that. Yeah, I was going to ask you a question around um, Leeds being a team that tend to hold the ball under Daniel Fark. And that's something he tried early in the season, but we've kind of seen a couple of more transitional performances from Leeds. And I, I guess Leeds are a little bit like Watford in that like we're working out what sort of team we are. You know, new manager, lots of lots of turnover. But I think at home, Leeds tend to want to keep dominate the ball. Will Watford come and try and compete in that respect and try and get the ball themselves and, and dominate? It's going to be interesting to see because so far we've been, we've been dominant in the majority of games we've played. And... I, we haven't quite had an opponent like Leeds away. So I'm curious to see if, with with the adaptation we've seen from Ismail, I'm curious to see if he bends that at all to, to you know change for opponent and, and maybe go down something a little close to what we saw at the likes of Barnsley. Um, I think we will start to try and keep the ball a little bit still. We'll, we'll see how the game kind of maybe pans out somewhat and maybe early on be a little bit more conservative and, and see where it kind of goes from there. I, I expect us to try, but I wouldn't be surprised if we do if we do kind of change tact a little bit and, and accept the fact that the Leeds are going to be a little bit more dominant in possession and and perhaps try and counter because we do have the ability in, in the squad to, to, to change the style of play. We just haven't seen it yet. And I think as of or up to now, it's probably been the right decision to try and dominate these games. But they might look at Leeds as a team with more quality and think we we've got a better chance to to adapt things. But that that one's a real kind of unknown for us. We've, we've we're yet to face someone like yourselves. 
Yeah. In terms of attacking in a transition and defending transitions, how are you? Because that's something Leeds have been good at in terms of attacking transitions, but we've been weak at defending transitions as well this season. Yeah, I think very similar. Uh, attacking, we, we, we're doing quite well at getting numbers forward, you know, playing like, you know, I'm sure it's very similar to how you've been, of, even what I've seen of you this season. You know, teams are going to play quite compact, quite deep against you. And it, it can be hard sometimes to find then transitions. Um, it's kind of a different, it's a different ball game to try and be that team that breaks, breaks opponents down that are sitting deep as well. But we, we do over, we do push a lot of players forwards. We are happy to take risks. Defensively, we do, we do play with a high amount of risk. Um, the goalkeeper can be a problem in possession for us. He's not the most confident. He's trying. We're, we're, I mean, no, no team has played shorter from the goalkeeper than, than Watford this season, the championship. We do try to do so. Um, but a lot of the time we're leaving, you know, two centre backs and the number six against whatever counter attack we might face. So I, I do question, um, our defenders a little bit centrally. So that is an area of weakness for us. I do think that if you are effective on that, on that transition, you know, whether it's a counter-attack or just building up, I think that's an area we've got to be extremely careful of, especially if we are committing bodies forward. So yeah, I, I'm questionable about us defensively still in, in those situations in particular. Sounds like it could be a fun game, actually. Both it, teams have ways to hurt each other. It, there might be goals. It looks yeah. like it should be so end, so end to end. It's probably yeah. going to be a die and nil nil. Yeah. It's one of those things, right? But yeah, it should be on, on paper. I'd expect it to be quite an open game, and you know the weaknesses match up quite badly for both teams against the strengths of the other. So there's every chance that we we see a few goals, and I think it would be. I think from a tactical perspective, if, even if you're a neutral, this would be a really interesting game to watch. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, in terms of the team, do you have any notable injuries or suspensions ahead of the game? We look um, we look pretty healthy. No no real suspension issues or, or injury concerns at the moment. We've got um, a couple of players back. Jamal Lewis made his debut for us. He was on loan from Newcastle, left back. Um, he had a promising second half display. So, if anything, we might have an extra player in there. Um, Ken Semmer was away on his national duty. Kind of, he's he's deputised at left back with with injuries, and he's generally a left winger for us. Um, he might be coming back in, but probably not to start, I would imagine. So we're, we're most likely going to be very similar to what we, we were at last game, I'd imagine, with maybe one or two changes in the wings. Yeah, it's, it's worth noting for listeners that we're recording this game before the midweek fixture. So I think you've got mm. West Brom, I think, haven't you, in midweek? That's correct, yeah. Um, Le- yeah, Leeds have got Hull. So yeah, did, I, I guess there's, there's that caveat that something might happen yeah, uh, yeah. injury-wise uh, in midweek. But yeah, cool, okay. Um could you give us? I mean, assuming no new injuries, could you give us your best guess at your lineup? Yeah, I think um, I, I would guess. Well, Daniel Backman in goal. Um, he's, he's kind of he's the, he's the captain. He's, he's going to be playing there. Two centre backs. We're pretty light at centre back, so when available, Wesley Hoot at left centre back, Ryan Porteous at right centre back, um, right back, left back. There's there are a couple of question marks for the, for the game that, that we'll be playing, but I think most likely we'll see. Um, I'm assuming Jamal Lewis by this point will be at full fitness and, and available on the right hand side Ryan Andrews is a young 19 year old just scored his first goal for us against um, against Birmingham on the weekend quite a dynamic fullback hopefully he'll be fit to play Siri Outer operating that number 6 two number 8s of Imran Loser. I would guess Tom Bashiri, possibly Ismail Kone young Canadian international could be filling that role as well that one's a little bit open for uh, debate there the wings I would say Yasser Espria on the right. Um, on the left, maybe Ken Semmer by this point again. And then up front, Milita Rahovic would be my guess as, as of now. 
what kind of forward is I've not seen uh, Ratovic yet. So what kind of forward is he? Is he a big kind of target man guy or is he mobile run the channels type player? Um he's he's a he's a so far from what we've seen, it's been somewhat limited. Obviously looking at his time in Sweden it's been a little bit harder to judge just because the the quality of the team he's playing in was was struggling a little bit offensively, so they're using him perhaps a little bit differently than what he likes. I'd say he's from what we've seen so far, almost a, a, a poaching type striker. He's physical, he's big. You might look at him and think he's going to be a back-to-goal striker, but he's not really that. We struggled a little bit to, to get him involved in games, but he's he's been in the box at important times. He finds ways to get the end of, end of the cross. He's quite physical in the box, but he's quite sharp. His movement's good. He's not stagnant. He's always working to, to get on the end of the ball, and when he does, he's not afraid to to get the shot away. So he's he's a player that's playing with confidence. Um, he's a young guy, but he's he he's, he looks sharp. He by all accounts sounds like a coachable guy, and uh, I think he's progressing quite well. So um, in terms of this one, I think you know look for him being active in the box and trying to find ways to to work off the centre backs and, and get shots away. Cool. Sounds like a good pickup. Okay. Good yeah. stuff. Uh, we don't really ask for predictions, but what I will ask is. Where do you think this game can be won or lost? I think those. I think that that defensive transition for us, um, and by the sounds of it for you guys as well. I think if we we take a lot of gambles, you know, we 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 play you know man against man almost defensively on those counter attacks. We ask our centre backs to to be at that first point of contact and win the ball, and we we take that risk, we take that gamble. So if we lose that, then I, I see that being the kind of turning point for us. That would be the area that I see us to lose that game and if we can if we can maintain it and uh, and get away with it somewhat and I think we've got the offensive ability to to hurt you guys. So that's the that's the contention point for me. Marvellous, great stuff. Okay. Well thank you for joining us, Jordan. So where can our listeners find your content? Yeah, so mainly I'd be on Twitter talking about Watford of course, but um we, we do have a podcast, the Watford Buzz podcast. If you're inclined to more Watford stuff, then then feel free to come over. We'll be talking about the Leeds game as well. So yeah, plenty over there. Marvellous. Great stuff. Well thank you for joining us, Jordan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well that was fantastic, wasn't it? I I, I have to say I think that Jordan has been excellent, but I actually think the standard of guests we've had on so far for these uh, previews has been really, really good. And I'm not on about us, I'm on about the uh, opposition preview guys, and, and I'm delighted with everyone so far that's that's done them. Dan, you're really good there. Martin, you've been good in the past on doing them. And, and long may that continue. Hopefully we continue to get good guests this uh, season. So yeah, we're going to dive into some, some Watford chat now. I, I did want to quickly talk about Ishmael just before we start, because I have to say when I first saw this appointment made i was uh, a little bit negative about it and and uh, some people might know that listen uh, i actually do a bit of writing now um, as my job so i actually wrote a little bit about this appointment at the time and and the, the sort of suitability of the appointment and I, I was pretty down on on watford in, in that sense and i still think they had like quite a few good players and you know that sar and pedro uh, have left and they, they got quite a lot, a lot of money for those guys I, I did look at this squad and didn't think it was very suited to um ishmael's style of play which is why I've been kind of pleasantly surprised at how he's been able to adapt to a much more possession-based team. Because if you looked at his his Barnsley and his West Brom teams, particularly the West Brom one, that's kind of the the thing. That's that's kind of what I expected to happen with this Watford team, and, and that's what I wrote about at the time. Because the the squad and the personnel they has definitely more technical based around the attacking areas, and and it felt to me like they needed a coach that was going to get the best out of those guys rather than quite aggressive intense direct counter-pressing football sounds a bit like jesse marsh doesn't it martin yes but um it does, <laughs> it does doesn't it but yeah he, he's very much in that sort of mold of a, a coach or has been so far in his career but actually 
they've they've done quite well so far and, and there were a few components of the team which I thought might suit his his style of play. This striker they've got called Bio. They've also now signed a guy called Ryevich or, or I don't know how he pronounced it on the on the on the the preview section which Jordan was talking to Dan about but I, I know it's Ryevich from what I've seen on TV anyway um, and some players like those I thought might have worked out but then they also signed Jake Livermore this summer who he had at West Brom and that really wasn't a good fit there so I, I didn't really understand it um, but yeah they, they, they seem to have, have built a pretty good team um, and are definitely one of the, the better teams I've watched so far so yeah now we're going to talk about that a little bit and, and Jordan mentioned that he thinks that Watford will be quite vulnerable in transition as we are so potentially something that we might see quite a lot of in this game um and they've tried to keep hold of the ball and attack patiently with more sort of technical to advanced eights in their team under ishmael now um do you think that this will be the case or do you expect them to sit back more with it being a home game for us and and the sort of way we've played so far at ellen road mine I, i think he'll probably stick to the same sort of thing that he's been going for um I, I did really like watching Watford play. Actually, they were they are a good team. They've got a lot of intensity about them out of possession, um, but they're also very good to watch on the ball as well. It's quite a transition from because last time I watched uh, his male team was what Barnsley, and they were so ridiculously direct, <laughs> and it's just such a massive shift in in possession from him. So it's always good to see a coach adapt their style to a different team. So, so that part I've, I've really enjoyed, and I think it will probably end up being a very interesting tactical battle. This, and it's going to be interesting how he does approach this because um, I think Jordan mentioned that this is the first time they're coming up against one of the bigger teams in in this division. I think that that would be a tag that will apply to us with the talent we've got at our disposal. Disposal. So yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm not 100 percent certain the way that part's going to play out is whether he will sit back a bit more. Um, but if I have to guess, I'd say that he'll probably try to play his, his own game at, at us because he wants to try to develop that. And I don't think he'll want to suddenly revert back to an old, older style. I think he'll probably want to try to attack us in the same way that he has been doing the rest of the games. Could be quite an interesting battle then, couldn't it? Because so far this season at Ellen Road, we've had three teams in Cardiff, West Brom and Sheffield Wednesday who haven't not necessarily attacked at all but haven't attacked attacked with the same sort of vigor as we might see Watford do uh, on Saturday and and I think it's going to be quite an interesting game in terms of that for us and obviously we haven't actually won at home yet but I'm I'm interested to see how it how it plays out because I think if both teams as you've kind of mentioned there are still trying to develop their style and we are under Farker as well it's probably quite likely we both play at each other at our own game and, and that could open it up a little bit. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If they do decide to attack us, where do you think they might hurt us? Where might we struggle? I think they've got a lot of talent in a few different areas. I, I really like their midfield. They've got some really good fit midfielders, in the, especially their two eights that they've got because they play, like Jordan mentioned, a 4 3 free style. I really like Imran Lauza. I think he's a fantastic player and he's one who we'll have to keep an eye on. And I think he's one who will make a difference. And also the striker, which they've got, does seem like someone who really could cause us problems. And seems quite sharp inside the box and it can get on the end of chances quite well so I do think that he's another one who we should, should watch out for but I think just generally it'll be in transition I know they're, they're wanting to develop their uh, in possession side of things but they're also very good out of possession as well um, either in transition catching the ball around the midfield area or even just winning the ball higher up I think that will cause us problems as well with their press we haven't come across anyone who is going to press us quite high and so it's going to be an interesting challenge to see if our defence are up for it we've done a lot of development on our early build up and I've liked a lot of what I've seen so far with Melier coming out to aid in that and with different players dropping in deep I, I put out a little video on the All Stats account recently which you may have seen on that which ways to get around when teams are pressing high but I think this will be more intense than what we've experienced so far the way they press they generally have three quite narrow forwards um, in the front line and then they also get their, their two eights to press up higher as well onto the midfielders so you've potentially got five players who are going to be in in our half trying to win the ball high so it's going to be quite a fun game to get around it but if we can get around it there'll be a lot of space to attack so yeah it's going to be a, a very interesting game I have to say I think it's going to hinge a lot on the first goal and I know that's kind of true of a lot of football matches but for me it feels like whichever team scores first then forcing the opposition to to basically attack a little bit more and, and the game state changes I think that that's going to really suit the team that scores first in, in a game like this because both teams are going to look to dominate where they can with the ball um, and I think that yeah I completely agree with what you said like there, there are actually quite a few ways they can hurt us and, and this is not like the most amazing team in the world but they are quite good um, but like you mentioned the the two eights I'm also a huge fan of loser allows or however you say it he is absolutely brilliant and he's one of the guys that that has impressed me for a long time now. I remember we did some preview stuff back in the Premier League days and when we played Watford um, and he was someone I I'd earmarked then and he was playing as more of a, a sitter at that point as like a, a six to take it off the centre-backs and, and play passes forwards in that sort of deep line playmaker role. Uh, but now, yeah, as an eight, he's, he's so technically gifted and, and can really hurt you in a lot of ways. And also in transition, he's going to be really key at, at pinging those passes out when he does win the ball back off to Sierra, off Sierra Alta, which is an interesting player that, that um, Jordan mentioned. Um, as someone who, who used to be a centre-back, he's now kind of a, a defensive midfielder who just is really aggressive and breaks up play well. Um, and yeah, they have, they have really good wide forwards as well. He mentioned the fact that Espria, um might get a start, but they're, they're both their wingers scored actually in the in the previous game, so it's probably quite likely they stay in. But it just shows the the depth they've got because Spria is a really fun player. I just I just think they're a team full of fun players. You, you look at Kone as well; he's a really nice mm-hmm. technical midfielder who's who's got a really high ceiling. He's really young, um, and yeah, I, I am quite. Uh, I'm not super worried, but I'm a little bit concerned about the different variety of ways that they can get out of us, whether that's in transition, whether that's in possession. I, th- I think they've got a few tools in, in their arsenal to, to hurt us. So I do think that's a little bit of a concern. But 
Um, we'll have to wait and see because obviously at Ellen Road we haven't got that win yet. So hopefully we do score first, opens the game up, and, and we can start to attack them. Um, but yeah, which which we've kind of touched on a few there. Like loser has won, but is there anyone else you wanted to talk about that you you uh, particularly wanted to to mention as someone to look out for for them? I think loser is the main one for me who I really liked to, to watch, and also their strike, which I said I think he will he will cause us problems. But talking more about players who. Um, maybe we can exploit their weaknesses of. And I'm not sure if this is particular weakness of this one particular centre-back, but um, Porteous, um, I think that's how you say his name, Porteous, Porteous, Ryan Porteous. Yeah, Porteous, Porteous. Yeah, Porteous. So yeah, so I noticed when, when opposition are attacking, he gets in very aggressive around the halfway line. And in the game I watched against Coventry, one of their attackers, I, th- I can't remember which one it was, maybe had you right, um, he quite easily turned... Him, he just literally just rolled up, just, he sort of backed into him and then just sort of quickly turned around him using his sh- shoulder movement and quick movement with a ball. And he got by him so easily and he just left a, an acre of space behind. Then defensive midfielder did do well to cut, cover that gap, which I think is important in this. They, they take risks, like Jordan mentioned, with their centre backs pushing up forward to try to win the ball before it gets into their half. But that is, I think, a risk that our attackers should be able to ex- exploit if they do continue in the same way which I think they will because that's just the way they've been forced into it and we know very well when you're in in the sort of high pressing mentality that we had last season it's hard to change that and it's an, it's an instinct thing it gets drilled into you to get in there quickly and I think that's something that we can look to exploit um, yeah so that's one one thing I would say that, that Porteous uh, you stole my notes a little bit on that because I had that their centre backs like to play high as one thing as well, which might really suit our strikers, and we might get one of those moments like we did against um, Millwall or Ipswich, particularly Ipswich. I'm thinking about where they might be really high on to us, and, and we might be able to get a quick transition, get a ball over the top to one of the wide players or to Ruter and, and get him behind. Another weakness I think for them is Ngakia. I, I don't think he's a terrible player, but he is quite rash and he gives away quite a few fouls. And I remember a recent goal scored against them was a foul given away really silly really sloppily by him on the edge of the box so there's moments there where he can definitely lose his head when in situations where he doesn't really need to make a, a foul I think he if Nonto was playing he'd have the you know the lumps kicked out of him really um and yeah so that's that's one area but yeah I wanted to talk a little bit about Mateus Martins I think he's a, a really good technical winger um on the left side and like you said earlier they play quite narrow they're wide forwards and he, he really does like to cut in a lot um quite quite concerned about what he has to offer especially because he'll be playing against Ailing. but I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later um anyway yeah Jordan's kind of touched on a predicted lineup so we don't really need to go over that too much but I do think personally from my side of things that he he talked about Semmer coming in as a left winger or a spear as a right winger but both their wingers which is Tom Ince yes that's the Tom Ince that we've played quite a few times over the years he's scored in the last game he's got a really nice goal as well so did Martins I think they both scored in recent games and uh, I expect both of them to probably keep their place um, is there any players in particular or, or a team you you think they might play Martin or, or are you largely agreeing with Jordan? I think what you said there makes sense um, because but since it was a midweek game they may want to give that bit of rotation and maybe that's what Jordan was thinking of um, that maybe that they'll be less likely to play in midweek games and more likely to play in the game at the weekend so it's, if that is something which um, Ishmael does do is if he rotates his hackers and we could well see that change being made even if they were effective midweek um, and there's actually one player that I forgot to mention and it was their, actually their goalkeeper and I know John mentioned that he wasn't as confident in 
their goalkeeper and because they've been asking a lot of him and he's, they've been using him as basically a middle centre-back a lot of times, what, what I noticed. But he has, he's actually caught a good eye for a pass on him and he one particular pass he made, just straight incisive pass through about two lines from just on the edge of their box. It was such a good pass. <laughs> I've never seen a goalkeeper play a pass like that other than your big names like Edison. It was a fantastic pass, honestly. And yeah, so I think that is something that we do have to watch out on even when the goalkeeper has the ball. He is capable of, of making incisive passes when he wants to. That could have just been an exception and I saw that the one best pass he's ever made but I do think that he is something to watch out and it's not often you see that a goalkeeper to watch out for in possession. He's also their captain yeah. funnily enough mm-hmm. so he's quite an important player or a vice captain or something. He's he's high up in their rankings of yeah. captains. I don't know if he's actually the out and out captain. Um, anyway, yeah, so now we'll, we'll move on to talk about Leeds a little bit and, and how we might sort of set up for the game um martin how do you predict Leeds will set up in possession for this game both structurally and tactically what might we do specifically in this game i think it's an interesting one but i don't think there'll be too, anything massive in the way we uh, look to attack it would be difficult to see if we would be able to evade their press if they do choose to continue the high press which i expect they will that's going to be quite tough so we may see some more longer balls um, from deep and if they do have their players committed forward especially their midfielders there could be space to get behind in that so that could be a good way to get around it if we are struggling as long as we can pick the, the right moments and get players into areas where there is that space then that could be very good for us um, but I don't see there being anything massively different probably be the same shape so it'll probably be 4 2 3 one off Four four two. however you want to interpret where Perot's playing and yeah I don't see anything too much else than that I'm not sure what you think I'm um, pretty much the same and I, like I said earlier I think that Farker's pretty keen on imprinting his his um, tactical style and ideas onto this team as much as possible so I don't think he's going to deviate from that just because we're playing Watford who might have a bit more of the ball he might encourage quick transitions might be the only thing that, that could be it um, if we can get a, a midfield turnover and and paying a pass out to one of Somerville or Nonto um, then you've kind of got runners of a front four unit that oh, Nonto won't be playing sorry he's injured but those those sorts of players Anthony James whoever it is on the left um, attacking as a unit and, and in transition quickly against their defenders especially with the high line I think that that, that could be something and I'm pretty sure Farker will be aware of that but but yeah largely I think he'll want to try and dominate and dictate and I, and I really do hope it doesn't look like West Brom and Sheffield Wednesday and Cardiff where we're kind of camped on the edge of their box I, I really hope they do actually come on to us and, and try to play their own game because I think it'll open up a little bit for us and, and certainly will help us in, in chance creation stuff which has not always been perfect this season and I think that yeah there's there's definitely an issue with um, kind of repeatable, I think I mentioned this at the start of the podcast, repeatable action kind of chances. Um, at the moment, it feels like one guy does something really good and then we might create something from that. The only time I've, I've really liked a, a lovely interchange of play we've done so far is uh, the goal against uh, Millwall, the first one with Nanto, Ruter and Perot. That was great. Um, so, yeah, it was. It was fantastic. Um, and a few bits against Ipswich, I guess, as well, you could say. But again, those are, those were more transitional moments. So I'm hoping that, that we can... Um, create a few of those as well as create some some stuff from open play like properly and, and keep working on these these moves and these um, sort of links of play that that go through the thirds and then we end up with the, the ball in the net after a nice passing move but we'll get there I'm sure um, what, what would you also say for out of possession do you think that will change at all like I've kind of just mentioned a little bit about us maybe pressing onto their midfielders a little bit more if, if we can 
create a quick turnover. But other than that, is there anything you wanted to add? Is there anything different you think? No, I think he'll approach it the same way. I don't think he'll want, especially Ellen Road, I don't think he'll want to change the way we've been pressing. Um, we, I think in the last game, it was a little bit more intense than what we've seen in other games. And that was interesting. So I'm hoping that that is something which develops. I, do, I would like to see a bit more intensity in our press. Not quite to the levels of what we were under Marsh. Um, just, just a bit more aggressive in moments. And I like the getting the midfielders into press up as well. That that helped. So that's what I'd like, like to see more of us continuing on with that and making it more effective. Getting Perot involved in, in that a bit more. Maybe even getting him sitting on, on one of their players and sticking to them like glue. Um, rather than... In, if he's maybe not wanting to be as intense in pressing, if we, if we can just get him to sit on someone, that will be effective in its own way. I definitely agree with that, especially with Sierra Alta being a natural, more of a centre-back and now playing as a defensive midfielder. There's there's potentially a player that's maybe not quite as comfortable or pressure-resistant in that area as he is deeper in a centre-back role. Even though he has played it this season, it doesn't, it doesn't mean to say that he's super comfortable, especially if he's pressed. And I don't think... Watford have maybe always been pressed as, as intensely um, and yeah they've had quite a few crazy games I think Dan talked about this and you know like a 3 all and a and a, a 4 nil and stuff like that so I'd like to see us try and try and create some goals from those sort of transitions and in, in those sorts of areas definitely um, is there a player you can see having a big a big impact on the outcome of this game from Leeds' perspective. We'll go with an in a positive light first, so a, a player in a positive way or a good way that could affect the game. I would probably say the front two again, uh, Ruta and Perot. Um, I think that is a relationship which, if it if it does well in a game, it'll probably mean that we do well. If um, they make good movements which complement each other, um, then that will help, especially which, like we've already mentioned with the goal against Millwall, um, the way that they interpreted each other's movements there was fantastic. And just the little dummy over by Perot and then the ball being paid play back to me is just fantastic. So th- those kind of things is what we'll need in this game, I think. Uh, obviously, Ampadu has just been great so far. And if he was to have a bad game, that would impact us a lot because he does so much for us and both in and out of possession um so yeah he's number one who i'd say yeah uh, i think i agree with all those and is there anyone in a negative way you could see impacts in the game I'm, I'm thinking about maybe our fullbacks again being a problem um anyone else yeah that's potentially the only areas i'd say but um actually no uh dan james um i think he was quite a bit of big big negative for us um in the game against hull and he struggled with the more narrower role which the right winger plays in this system. And that's fair. he's a touchline winger. That's his strength. And that's how I would like to see him used. Because when he's more central, he has more opportunities to shoot from outside the box. And while every now and again he can pull a good shot out, most of the time it's not. And it just ruins the attack. And there's more often not other options that he could he could have made, but as soon as he sees that of goal, he shoots. That is just Dan James. Um, so yeah, if you can keep him on the touchline, give him less sight of goal, get him to whip cross crossing, that's what he's good for for me. I completely completely agree, and he was really frustrating in the whole game. And yeah, I, like him playing in this kind of like freer winger role where he can he can go out to the touchline. He wants to be able to drift a lot and roams a lot inside and. I, I don't want to like slate him too much and lay into him too much but um, it did feel like a lot of our kind of promising attacks went to die at his feet and there was one in particular that really frustrated me where there was some nice one-touch passing 
kind of on the left side of the box and he had pulled himself over to that area. The ball kind of dropped to him uh, on the edge and he just decided to have a, a left-footed shot at goal from about 20, 22 yards-ish. It just made no sense and I, I couldn't really get my head around it. Personally, I, I, I would like to see another option there, but I guess his speed on the break, if this game does become transitional, might be handy. So he could be a positive or a negative. I think it really, really depends. And, and I was really happy with his performance off the bench against Millwall, which is kind of how I see him now. I think he should be a... Uh, impact sub and and I was also pretty happy with his performance against West Brom though so you just you don't really know what you're going to get um, I think I think the main issue for us is going to be the fullbacks and I, I really hope Byram does come back in I think it's quite likely he does in one of the, the two spots um, I personally think he should play at left back but we'll come on to that in a second um, but yeah I, I think that's a, a real problem area and I look at their their options out wide and the likes of Ince, Martins, Espria and Semmer and I think that wow bloody hell like that they might have a bit of a tough day some of our our wide um our fullback options um and I do think the wingers are going to have to be definitely helping come back on defense and and you know help them out a little bit especially um as we saw at times that James had to do with Ailing in the in the previous game against Hull and I, I do think that Somerville might have to be tasked with a bit of that as well now as well um so yeah I, I think there's a there's a few ways they could hurt us the, the other one I wanted to mention was Gray um I really hope he does come out of the uh the 11 because I, I think it's unfair at this point and I think he needs a rest and he's just played too many minutes now and I think that it's kind of catching up to him and, and we're seeing worse performances from him, more so in possession, I think, than out of possession, but um, his his sort of level doesn't look the same. He's not quite as sharp and I think giving him another breather. I know we had a little one over the international break, but another one now wouldn't be such a bad thing, I think, with the options we've got in midfield. Was there anything else you wanted to add there? No, I'm good. Okay. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention was that, um, yeah, um, Ruta and Pirot, they obviously struggled in our last home game against Sheffield Wednesday to, to create loads and loads. They did have a couple of chances each. Um, Pirot obviously dragged one quite badly wide in the first half and Ruta had a couple of uh, decent chances. Um, but in general, it wasn't quite as open as we had against like Millwall or even Ipswich away with those two. So do you think that this might be a bit different in this game with, with Watford attacking us? Do you think we'll get a bit more joy out of those two, especially in transition? Yeah, definitely. Um, if if the Millwall game is anything to go by about how effective we can be in transition, if we do have more of those moments in this game, then I would expect them to thrive in that. And most of our players, at least in the attacking third, are very, very good transitional players. You've got Somerville. I know Nonto's going to be injured, but he's another one who's great in transition. And you've got Ruter, who also thrives with a lot of space in front of him. And Perot, I think he's also learning that more. I don't think that's something which he hadn't often had. Um, at Swansea, they play a lot of very heavy possession-based football when he was there. So it's, I don't think they really had as many transitional attacks to, to go for. So maybe he's one who is getting used to it more, being, being effective in those, but we've seen that he can do it. And that goal against um, Millwall exemplifies it. Yeah, I completely agree. Um should we move on to talking about a predicted lineup? I, I think we should do this differently than we normally do. I think you should do yours and then I'll do mine and we'll compare and see how different they are. But yeah, you can have a stab at yep. what you think the team might be. So yeah, it'll be Melier in goal. It'll be, I'm going to say Alien again at right back. And then we'll have, I'm going to go Cooper and Strauch and then Byram at left back. And as much as I don't want to say it, I don't think. Gray's going to get a rest. I think he's going to be played again. So I think it'll be Ampadu and Gray in midfield unless either of them have picked up an injury. 
And then in the attacking line, I'm going to say Dan James with Somerville, Perot and Ruta. I disagree on a couple of things, but I think it's more me hoping in all honesty. I think you're probably <laughs> going to be right. Yeah, this, this isn't um, what I want. I want, to, I want to clarify. This is just what I think yeah. will happen. I would like to see a couple of differences. I, I would like Shackleton to keep a place in the team, but play as a right back. Um, I don't think it'll happen, but I'd like that um, because I think playing high and wide as a right back in the system and letting Byram kind of invert a little bit, that will work. Um, I'd like to see them two as the fullbacks. I also want to keep the left foot, right foot balance. And also I don't really want to take Strauch out of a position that he's played really well in, even though I think it's going to happen. Um, so I would like to keep him at left centre back and play Honestly, Ailing or Cresswell at right centre-back, it doesn't really matter to me too much. If you want to have more of a like-for-like for Roden, then I guess Cresswell makes sense. But Ailing, you know, is a perfectly capable centre-back in this system in terms of the, the sort of progression side of things. In fact, I think you see a bit more upside from him in that sense as a centre-back than as a right-back. Um, I, and I, I really hope that Kamara or Groove, probably Kamara, if it's one of the two, plays in midfield because I don't think it's, it's fair at all to give Archie another start. If Archie does start again, then I really... I hope he gets subbed off sometime between the, the 45th and 60th minute. I think if he plays any more than that, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous at this point. Um, and then the front four, yeah. Um, I'm undecided on what... I, I think he'll play James as well. I think it'll be James and Somerville. But I'm kind of hoping he gives Anthony a go and personally on the right. Yeah, I want to see that. And I think his out-of-possession stuff is still pretty good, even if it's not on James's level. So I think that that would still be fine with the fullbacks and helping them out and, and coming back on the defence a little bit. So, yeah, my team would be Melier, if I could choose one. Melier, Shackleton, Cresswell, Co- uh, Strauch, no Cooper, um, with Byram at left-back, a midfield two of Ampadu and Kamara, and then a front four with Anthony on the left, some of them on the right, and then Perot and Ruter as the middle two. That's what I want to see, but I don't know if that'll necessarily happen um anyway so what do you expect watching this game of football will look like i guess i think it's going to be a bit mental to be honest <laughs> i think it's going to be quite a lot of back and forth and quite a lot of basketball attacks just going from one end to the other very quickly um at least that's what i hope it's going to be because there'll be more space for us to, to, to attack in and it'll just be a more interesting game to watch overall so that's what i hope the game will look like um it'll be us trying to attack first in, in possession, then maybe winning the ball back, attacking us quickly, and then us doing the same, and just rinse and repeat that kind of thing. I think it's how it's going to look like. I largely agree, and I think it's the best footballing team we've played since Ipswich, so I think it might look a bit like that, even though we're at home. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it might be quite transitional, even if neither team really wants it to be, and both teams are trying to, like, play their own game a little bit I think that's what's going to cause the ball to just turn over a lot mm. um, and where do you think the game's going to be won or lost it'll be whoever does manage to implement their game plan better I know that sounds like a get out but if if we can effectively use our possession and make chances then that'll make it a lot easier for us and if they can do the same it'll make it easier for them um, and on top of that transitional moments uh, if we can take advantage of the ones which we have then that'll be it and the same for them so it's I know this sounds like a really get-out answer, but that's just what I think. <laughs> no, it's completely fair. Um, I, I'll change my answer slightly from yours and say, uh, even though we've come back from behind a lot this season and we've got draws and wins from those positions, I think this game might be settled by whoever scores first because I think it's going to suit that team a hell of a lot more to play a little bit more on the break when those moments come when the opposition have to get a bit more desperate to start attacking at them. So that's where I think it might be one or lost, and I think there might be at least two 
transition goals in this game for either team. Um, and I'm interested to see how it plays out. Or do you think this is a, a bit more of an interesting game than some of the ones we've had recently? Indeed. Um, anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Um, and I need to, I must plug the Patreon because we must do this every time now. So just want to say over the last few weeks, we put out some bonus podcasts on our Patreon. And for those who don't know, Patreon is a platform where people can pay money to support creators that they enjoy and receive bonus content in return. We put out Patreon-only podcasts and analysis articles, and our patrons also get all our podcasts ad-free, plus early access to our preview pods, such as this one for some of you today. Um, right now, you can also listen to our recent State of the Squad pod where the guys did a little squad audit and went over leads of squad position by position, assessing some of the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, that is out there as well as our brand new Under-21s podcast that came out earlier this week with Martin and Dan. I know it's Dan's project, but Martin, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we just um, basically went over the new Under-21s league format and how much it has changed because it's quite drastically changed. I'll, I, won't, I won't go into it too much, actually. Listen to it. It's good. So we'll talk about all the league formats and also talk about the players that are in the squad and who has moved up from the under-18s to the 21s. So yeah, there's a lot, lot of stuff to get into in that. I just recommend it. I completely agree. I've listened to it myself and I didn't know about all of the changes. Truth be told, I used to do the under-21s podcast when we did it a few years ago back on this podcast with Darren and, and Josh. Um, but obviously that died and now it's returned. And, and yeah, there was quite a few things I didn't know, but it's a nice introduction back into that world. So I'll definitely be listening because I don't think I'm going to have much time to watch them. I'm watching enough other football as it is. I don't think I'll have as much time to watch them. So it'd be good to listen to kind of know what's going on a little bit. Um it really helps us out when people decide to support us and it means we can do more content like those those style podcasts. So if that's something you're interested in and you want to access that content, you can sign up at patreon.com slash ASAW Patreon. Please do have a look and check it out. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with a review of the Watford game and I can't remember. Oh, it's Southampton after that, isn't it? Yes. A preview of the Southampton game as well. Um, all that's left for me to do is to say thank you to Martin. Thank you too, Adam. Thank you everyone for listening and please do enjoy the Watford game. (gasps) 